Hey, it's Monique. I hope all is well. Welcome to episode 58 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share strategies on how to embrace a vegan lifestyle in a very practical way. And of course, bring on guests to share their experiences as well. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. I'm Brown Vegan everywhere. And that includes Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. So uh, first of all, I want to thank you for all of the feedback on last week's episode and whether or not I should add a new segment to the show where I kind of just share a vegan tip of the week or a review of a product or whatever else that is on my mind. I really appreciate that. All of the positive feedback about not really being so concerned about the show being longer. Um, like I mentioned before, I listen to a lot of podcasts and when I, a lot of times it takes me about three different times to actually finish an episode because I'm, <laughs> I get distracted with the kids and just life in general. So I'm glad that the new format is not going to um, cause you not to want to listen to the show. So that's good to hear. Some other feedback that I got is from someone on Twitter who said that she notices that I sound a lot lower on interviews than my guests do. I laugh when I saw that because I noticed that myself when I'm editing the episodes that I sound like I am a little further away than my guests. The reason I found that to be funny, though, is because in real life, I am a loud, loud talker. Like anybody who knows me knows that I am loud as hell. (laughs) So when I read that, it made me laugh because I try to be like really intentional about lowering my voice when I'm doing the podcast because I know that all my guests aren't as loud as me. But you know what? I'm just going to get better at making sure that I adjust the volume so that it doesn't sound as bad. So hopefully... In future episodes, I can work on improving that. And I just want to thank you guys once again for all of the amazing feedback on the show. I really, really, really appreciate it. So on the show today, I have my girl, Jaws, from Mrs. Ryder Runs. That's her Instagram, so make sure you follow her. It's crazy because I actually invited her to be on the show to talk about running and like being a vegan athlete. But we didn't talk about that at all. We actually talked about everything but that. But that's a good thing, though, because I felt like this conversation was just so good. We talked about vegan teenagers and how to navigate this lifestyle when you have teenagers, why it doesn't have to be all or nothing to get started. I think that's a huge misconception about veganism. We dived into our thoughts on what the health. We talked about the cruelty of the dairy industry, eating out as a vegan, you know, being a social vegan. We also talked about why health, if you're a healthy person, typically is not enough of a reason to go vegan and stay vegan. We, we will, of course, dive into our thoughts on that. And last week, we talked about the importance of being gentle with yourself as you navigate this new way of thinking and eating and cooking and just everything. It was a really, really good conversation. I'm so glad that she decided to be on the show. Even though we didn't talk about running, maybe I'll have her come back in about six months to do that. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll be sure to include all of the links to everything that we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 58. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Jaws of Mrs. Ryder Runs. Thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? I am well, Monique. How are you? I'm good. I always want to find out, of course, why someone decided to become a vegan. So can you tell us why you decided to become a vegan and what year that was? Okay, so the long and the short is I became a vegan. Well, it it was in stages. Okay. So I think the vegan, the vegan seed was planted in about, let's say about 2012 with the Daniel fast. So my mother-in-law, she, you know, her church was doing an organized Daniel fast. And at the time I was considered like a pseudo vegetarian. So, you know, I still kind of ate fish every now and then, but I didn't eat chicken. 
didn't eat beef and um but I still did dairy and eggs so she was like you know you you probably don't need to do this but I'm gonna do it and I was like well you know what I kind of do want to try to change my health and kind of see I like the uh, like a little reset because the Daniel fast is vegan and it's you know it would have still it still would have been very different from what I was eating so I started that what happened is that I wasn't a hundred percent sold out I was very just kind of fighting it because I liked my milk. I, 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 I did like, I did like eggs and there wasn't anything, you know, that to me, um, you know, was wrong with it. But what happened is with that Daniel fast, it allowed me the opportunity to go beyond my cooking horizons. You know, I was fine. I, I hadn't eaten chicken and I, I, I did that maybe about uh, nine years prior. So I had just get completely given up chicken, but the eggs and the milk that my, my palate needed to be reset. So what happened was after the Daniel fast, you know, I was like, okay, cause the Daniel fast was about 40 days. And so after that, I was like, all right, well, I can go back to kind of, you know, eating whatever. But what happened was I still had quite like, I would start to question what I was eating now. And so that that pretty much was the first time that, you know, it, it was a seed. It was a seed that was planted. And because of it, it led me on a journey to just go into YouTube and look up vegan meals or, you know, ve- you know, what what do vegans eat uh, when you go out? Just different, different, um, different options. The following year, let's say about 2013, what year is it now? 2017. So uh-huh. 2014, I watched Gary Yorowski's, uh The Best Vegan Speech on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it, but when I watched it, he outlined, it was like a light bulb went out, went off in my head because he went into the dairy industry and then he went into um, eggs, what eggs are. And this is like, I, I was such an egg eater. My husband had never, he hated eggs. I would talk to him like, you have to eat eggs. You don't understand. They're so good for you. And I mean, I loved eggs. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was like dear to me. But when I watched that YouTube video and he explained really what eggs are. You can go ahead and say and what in, that is. Yeah. For people who don't know, the, that's good. Right. Yeah. yeah the Yeah. When it, it's, it's literally menstruation for, uh, for chickens. Yep. And so I immediately, and so that like immediately I, I, my mouth was open and I was like, I'm not eating eggs ever again. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Right. Like, why didn't they, te- why didn't they teach me this in school? Why didn't I know this? What, who, and I, I immediately text my husband and I said, oh, my goodness, you, you, you are right. And he was like, mm-hmm, try to tell you. <laughs> I tried to tell you eggs were nasty, you know, and I just I mean, I, I was outdone and did not have matter. I, I just didn't. My, my children, everyone around me, they were like looking at me like I was crazy because I had such an affinity to eggs. And when I also learned about just the dairy industry and how just horrific and brutal and savage that industry is, I was ready. I was ready to just turn it over. So it's been about three and a half, four years, and I've just pretty much just been growing, just growing, learning, 
enjoying it. It's just so beautiful to to meet different people and also to educate, you know, and it starts obviously for me the education has has started with my family because they've seen me uh progress and grow and 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 we we've all together made um huge strides in how we eat you know absolutely just okay so your mom like me of course you have three sons and a husband and so i wanted to know what in the world i know your oldest is 18 now but what in the world did your sons say (laughs) when Uh, you said okay mom we're gonna go ahead and change how i cook dinner we're gonna change how i grocery shop tell us about that because i know from experience that these Uh, kids (laughs) yes yes it's 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 hard it really is because you know and i and i would say i made it harder than i than it had to be because i think kids pretty much will just follow suit if they are really truly like hungry and if they really have a good food you know good food if you make it don't overcomplicate it but I think in my mind I I still felt like uh, guilty or like kind of like oh I don't want them to feel you know food like okay for me cooking is a very um therapeutic thing it's it's my way of showing love to my family Mm -hmm. so you know for me I didn't want to like not give them anything other than that love right so there was a while where I would kind of still have chicken available I would still maybe do fish or you know kind of try to try to skirt around it um and then it got to the point where that was just it was just too difficult and my husband was always on board with eating vegetarian foods um you know he he never he's not he's not like oh a meat and potatoes type of a guy anyway so it was easy for him. And then usually when dad kind of steps in and says, listen, this is what we're going to eat, you know, at least for my boys, they follow suit. So, you know, now it's to the point where if I make a big, you know, vegetarian, it, it, it'll be a vegan casserole or something vegan. But if someone wants cheese on it, they'll throw some cheese on it. But they're they're so used to a whole bunch of vegetables, salad, you know, a different type of a plate that now... They're pretty, they're pretty much, if they, if they see it, it, they'll, they'll want it, but they're more inclined to be like, you know what? I think I'm good because what happens after a certain period of time, when you're, when you have to change your palate and your palate changes, you, you really kind of get used to not eating it, you know? So it still ha- it's, it's taken some time, but, um, you know, for the most part, they're very vegan, vegetarian friendly. Like if I give them a vegan meal, they're not going to ask, well, this doesn't have any meat in it or this doesn't have any cheese in it. They're fine. Yeah. You know, because I kind of make sure that I keep it on par with what they like. Everyone has different taste um, taste preferences. You know, my one son is more sweet than my other son, maybe more savory. So we'll kind of do like a collective, you know, like if there's a, I'm, I'm big on sweet potatoes. So I'm always going to have a sweet potato. We love kale. They love when I make kale. Then if I do a stir fry, I could have just a whole bunch of vegetables in the stir fry and then maybe some rolls or something. And they're fine. You know, that would be like a typical meal for us. One of the points I think you made that's so key is the fact that your husband was on board first, because I Mm. think that's a step that a lot of people miss. 
And mm-hmm. so they're fighting the whole house. But if you can get your husband on board, you can do it together. At least even if he's not completely on board, but if Absolutely. he's respectful and show that, Absolutely. okay, let's just Absolutely. go ahead and try it. Yes. It will trickle yes. down immediately. Yes. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yes. Because even like, I mean, my husband and I were just talking about, it's been about nine years since we've had chicken. So, you know, we, we've pretty much, and, and even now he has since, I think within a year, now he's about 95% vegan. Mm. So all of my vegan meals he eats. He never was a milk drinker. I told you he hated eggs. <laughs> that, you know, that wasn't, he's never been an eggs and bacon type of a uh, breakfast eater. You know, he'll, he, his go-to is either like cereal or fruit. He loves smoothies. Um, but when I'm making food, I mean, he, he grew up eating vegetables. So his family, they're a big proponent of you have to eat your vegetables. You have to eat a salad. So that's how he grew up. So he understood the power of plants, if you will. Yeah. Um, so my, my kids are always eating vegetables. That that was always a given. Even when they did, I guess my, my youngest son is 10. So even when my older two were eating kind of like uh, chicken with their with their dinner, it was always like, we're going to eat our vegetables first. Pile on your vegetables and you'll have a little bit of meat, right? Yes, um, but I think that's important because I think that's how a lot of people can start to crowd out their plate overall. You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing to start. You can do that. Just well, like you said, pile on those vegetables. Abso- yeah. Listen, listen, absolutely. I, I have a... Um, I have a, uh, a new a family member, my brother-in-law, who just recently um, decided he wanted to become vegan. And he's like, I, I have, you know, a lot of people, they just, they're just uneducated. They just don't even know where to start. And I remember feeling that way and kind of feeling that way because your plate conventionally, quote in air quotes, how it's supposed to look, you think it's supposed to look is you have your piece of meat, you have your starch, you have your vegetables, vegetable, right? Yep. But a vegan plate does not look like that. It's okay. You know, I had to kind of get to the point where I was okay with my plate being two different types of vegetables that made me cook different ways, right? A grain, some beans. I mean, when it's Thanksgiving, I'm literally having my Thanksgiving feast. I am in like heaven because my plate no i'm serious like i i feel like my plate looks so beautiful and so enticing because it has such a variety and so i'm then telling my brother my listen you're gonna find you're gonna have it really is true you're gonna have an abundant plate like you can have so many different things on your plate it's not gonna be just that one, two, three different items, and then you're done. It's not you the know? meat is not the center anymore. <laughs> and then exactly. doesn't it feel like it? Like the meat's the center, and then every then you do every other part of the planning after the meat has been determined, right? Right, <laughs> That's all it right, is, yeah. right. But you Absolutely. know, it's cr- it's crazy because I think that another thing too that I used to actually struggle with this a lot when I started my journey because mm-hmm. I could I had a hard time changing that mindset myself. I was like, right. how do I plan meals if I'm not going to have meat but you still in my opinion you still do have protein as the center of your meal but it's going to probably be like beans or tofu or tempeh or maybe vegan sausage and things like that so you'll still have that and then you have to be okay with having maybe a plate full of side dishes well it'll feel like side dishes right exactly like macaroni and cheese in my mind before i was a vegan was a side dish but it can be your main yeah (laughs) there have been plenty of times where i've had 
macaroni and cheese vegan as my main dish. Throw exactly. some broccoli on it, yep. you know, throw some broccoli in it, and I'm good to go. Yep. And for a couple of Thanksgivings, that's actually what I did. Like my my Thanksgiving plate it looked like a bunch of sides, but I was okay with it, you know, because by that time I had really just, you know, education is key. Yes. And I had just learned so much that it, it just I felt better. You know, I felt better after my plate. And I say Thanksgiving because that's like my, you know, you lot of, a lot of times you get to that, those main holidays and where you're forced to kind of reckon with the decision that you made (laughs) Mm -hmm. of being plant-based or vegan, you know, you're just like, okay, here here it is. (laughs) Are you really, are you really going to stand your ground or? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That is the time of year that you question it for sure. Let's get back to the teenagers. Are your kids eating a lot more now that they're getting older? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially my middle son. Yeah. So what are you doing? Are you just piling the plate with more or what are you, what are you doing? Well, they eat, they eat the most, um, of course dinner. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll kind of graze throughout the day. I mean, they'll eat their, you know, they'll have a sandwich or they'll have, um, you know, fruit. You know, they, they're not really going to eat a salad in the middle of the day, you know, so I try to limit just like any mom with teenagers. I'm like, listen, I don't keep a whole bunch of like um, extra sugary snacks and stuff. You know, they do have their tortilla chips and salsa. They like that. They do. Sometimes they'll have like, um, you know, peanut butter and jelly. You know, I, I'm, I, I, I think I'm over peanut butter and jelly because I'm like, you know what? I've had that for so long, <laughs> right? But I can all, that. but I can, yeah, yeah. But I can always give, um, you know, my kids peanut butter and jelly. They'll, they'll, they'll eat that. But we'll do like some sandwiches. They love, they love chickpea salad. That's been my newest. Um, conv- every, every, I think every six months I have like an epiphany and a convert from a convert meal for my children. You know, the last year during school, I was still kind of giving them like, oh, you know, they'll have. Um, you know, turkey and, and with their, with their, with their, no cheese, but like turkey and their fruit and their, their little, you know, baked chips or whatever. And then halfway through the year, I was like, you know what? No, we're going to do chickpea salad. There's nothing wrong with chickpea salad. You're going to enjoy it and we're going to eat it. And you know, and they're like, okay, all right, fine. So <laughs> now, you know, it's the summertime. So they'll make chick, we'll have chickpea salad, you know, some pickles with it. Or one will have strawberries and, you know, just kind of, kind of going off of them because I don't also want to um uh have them just eating out of boredom because I think a lot of times if they're eating uh fruit if I I notice if they're eating fruit or if they're eating a good solid lunch they're not overly hungry you know it's only when they may not eat as much or eat junk that they kind of feel like oh I'm hungry I'm hungry no, you're probably just dehydrated. Drink some water. Mm-hmm. You know, wait till wait 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 until dinner. You know, so that's the battle that I have more so. Not that they're like also excessively hungry because honestly, they're not doing that much work physically around the house. You know, they're, they're <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I I, I know about being hungry, <laughs> but um, but for them, it's like eh, you know what? Why don't you drink some water? Mm-hmm. Have an apple. And then, you know, if you're still hungry, I'll make your sandwich. But other than that, you can wait until dinner after you have, especially after they have, you know, their, um, their breakfast and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really good point. I feel like sometimes I eat out of boredom and I know sometimes oh, my we, kids do too. I, I feel like we all probably do this. I'm going to say, we all to that. do. Yeah. We, we all do. Yeah, definitely. Especially if I'm watching, especially if you're watching like a TV and, mm-hmm. you know, kids are, you know, good for watching TV or playing games or whatever. You know, I'm like, I have to tell them, oh, no, we don't even like, I have to, I can't. 
I, my, my favorite potato chip um, is salt and vinegar potato chips, right? So mm-hmm. I know I can't eat the bag. I, I just can't have the bag in my hand because I'm going to eat the entire bag. You know, mm-hmm. like I'll put a little bit in a bowl and I have to tell, I have to teach them the same thing. No, don't keep digging out of the bag. Put some in a bowl and that'll be it, right? You're, you're not going to have a dinner of potato chips. Like if you're hungry, hungry, I'll make you food, you know? So it's just teaching them to really, and I think these are skills that we can teach our children as they grow, that they can learn and carry them through adulthood, learn to determine when you're really hungry. Are you really hungry? Or are you bored? Are you thirsty or are you hungry? Right. Mm -hmm. Are you full or are you just being greedy and you want to keep eating? Because that is that's a huge thing. You know, if you're if you're full, you know, you're full, you're you're content, you feel good. But if you're kind of trying to have a greedy moment, your stomach is going to hurt, you know. So those are types of those are the types of things I'm trying to really just teach them you know as opposed to just saying okay you're hungry all right let me just give you something to eat you know yeah I like that you can ask my youngest son I have no problems if he says oh I'm hungry okay drink a bottle of water and then when you're done let me know if you're still hungry Mm -hmm. and we'll go from there and then not and nine times out of ten he's not hungry So outside of your immediate family, your husband and kids, I know that you're getting a lot of um, questions from your friends and your family about what mm. the health they watched it. Uh, they want to go vegan. Let's uh, talk about that. First of all, did you watch? Of course, I feel like you probably already watched the movie. Well, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I watched Cowspiracy as well. I think um, Kippy Keegan, I guess that's, that's her name. They did a great job. I mean, I feel like... Um, it's it's education i think in the visual this society is very visual i'm feeling you know because we there's a lot of different books and articles things you can read but when you see it in front of you and then you have it all like chopped up and put together and it's covering all spectrums and all ethnicities which i think is huge this particular um this particular one, I feel like it did, it, it did, it, it kind of debunked the whole, the whole narrative of veganism being this elitist, yes. you know, white, uh, way of life, you yes. know, where I, I, I don't feel that it is. I don't feel like even intrinsically as an African American, I feel like brown people across the globe really truly do eat plant-based, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think this movie really focused on just the um the consumerism the money the that that part of it and who it affects yep. right so even if you didn't want to become plant-based because of health because of the animals you could become plant-based if you watch that film because of you human know, rights just, human exactly, rights absolutely exactly, oh my goodness exactly. why do you think this movie is so successful i know you said it's because it's from a different perspective but as people are scrolling through netflix what is making them watch this out of everything else that's that's on netflix cowspiracy was just as great but i think when you i think people are some. Well, this is what I believe it is. I believe people are ready to deal with health, their health. When you're when you entitle entitle something, what the health? Yes. Right. As opposed to cowspiracy, uh, you know, again, it's sad to say, but it is the truth. People, for, for the most part, I think people are coming to the plant based lifestyle, the vegan lifestyle because they want to make a change with their health. 
right? Absolutely. They really honestly want to do better. And, you know, um, in the, 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 this, the, the medical industry, the health quote in air quotes industry, it's not doing its job. You know, it's not intended to, uh, have to prevent health to prevent um, sickness is not even intended to keep you know for wellness right it's just to manage and I think this particular film really exposed that right mm-hmm. it really exposed the, um, the 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 atrocities in the medical community you know yeah. and in the pharmaceuticals and even with um how how people are or how their illness is managed and, and what the bottom line is, which is money, which is, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. So that, that's just my take. Yes, I, I agree. I was talking to my girl, Michelle from vegan cooking with love last weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. I know you know her mm-hmm. and we were yes, talking. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, she is. So we were talking about the movie and she said, why do you, she asked me that question. Why do you think it's so successful? Because we're in this community and we do this work. A lot of times I don't even think that a movie has been successful because I'm like, in the, you know how you're in the middle of it. So you don't really see the success of a movie. Yes. No, I noticed yes. that I got a lot of podcast downloads, a lot of new YouTube subscribers and, and a lot of Instagram followers. I noticed that, but I didn't really think it was from the movie. I know that sounds strange, but I didn't. Right. And so people right. were telling me that. So right. she, we were talking about it and we both had an aha moment at the same time. We were like, oh, it's because they're scrolling Netflix and they see health and that's why. So it's kind of like they're tricked into <laughs> watching it. I, yeah, and it reminded me. So back in 2010, I had no desire. Well, 2008, I had no desire to be a vegan, but I read Skinny Bitch. And like you were mm. talking about your your seed planting story, it was the same for me. That planted a seed. When I picked up yep. Skinny Bitch, I had no yep. idea it was a book about veganism. Yep. So yep. I think that's what's happening. But hey, I don't care. As long as people are getting to this lifestyle, I don't care how hey. they find it. And you know what? Yeah. And you know what? And you know what's funny that the good thing about it is see i i'm 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 always coming from it from a perspective of education education knowing knowing what you're eating and i've i've preached that to people that i've spoken to because again you know the same people three four years ago when i'm not when i'm making at a restaurant eating making my food choices i'm not saying anything but they're side-eyeing me Mm -hmm. they're asking me why (laughs) i'm eating what i'm eating oh you don't eat meat oh how can you live oh how can you not that doesn't look great that you know they're, they're going on this full rant they're the same people that now are asking me Oh man, I saw that documentary and <laughs> girl, I need your help. I, I need your help. Uh-huh. No, and, and and really that is what's being said. Absolutely. I need your help. And guess what? I'm like, hey, I'm all for it because now because I okay. The first point is I've always said to people, if you can look at a slaughter video and you can watch that and be fine with eating meat, you know what? More power to you. You go right ahead. You continue on doing what you're doing, because if you know where your meat's coming from, you know what your food, you you know that you get that industry, you see that and you're OK. There's really nothing that I can say or do that's going to convince you otherwise. So right. True. Yes. But but if you're going to watch it and it repulses you or if you're if you say this, because I hear people say this. I don't want to watch it yet because I'm scared. I know, you know, it's like mm. that feeling so of the you, unknown is scary, though. I will say well, that. Yeah, yeah, right. But but in, re- in reference to what the health they're saying, 
I don't want to watch it. What that means is I don't want to watch it because I know it's going to mean that I'm going to be accountable for my life, my, my, my food choices. There it is. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that is, is, is they need to question that. Right. Because I don't believe see food for me is so much more than just scarfing down some food. Like, right. I don't, I enjoy everything about, you know, food, eating, going out, finding great vegan restaurants. I mean, I, that, that is the one thing that I can say that I have really just truly in, 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 um, been in love with is just the so many different choices and options. So for me, it's just like, oh, this is great. Like what else can I make vegan? You know, Mm -hmm. like meat. you really don't need meat for any, like you don't need dairy for anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, but let's get to the, to the crux, to the meat of it. No pun intended. It's the industry. (laughs) I mean, listen, I talk to my, I talk to my kids and this is probably a side note, but I'm always about reading ingredients, especially now. Because they throw dairy in everything. They do. Like, it's amazing. Like, I bought a, a jar of spaghetti sauce the other day. And I'm like, okay. I normally buy a certain brand. And I didn't see it or I didn't have it. Or it was just rushing. And I just bought another. And I, and I looked into this. Oh, because, you know, I'm trying to make sure that it's not sugar's not in the first ingredient. You know, that's another thing. You know, just trying to make sure it's just what I want. Sure enough, milk. Yeah, I noticed that too, because when I first went vegan, that used to drive me crazy. I was like, how am I ever going to get rid of the dairy and it's in everything? And spaghetti sauce was the first time I realized that it was in everything, because I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Why is there dairy in this? It's just a regular tomato and basil. Yeah, yeah, right. So then just recently, just recently, I told you my favorite potato chip is salt and vinegar potato chips. So And that has dairy a lot of the big brands. Why? Yeah. For what? I know. <laughs> you I know. you you want to see me be angry? Like I'm in the I'm in the supermarket, like, what is the and, and see again, it's like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? But see, at some point it becomes now it's an industry fight. And now I see how people really get offended because it's like I didn't ask for dairy in my potato chips. At what point to make a potato chip, do you need dairy? Exactly. Right? And it's like, no, you're just trying to find ways to use dairy for money. Yeah. And it just, it becomes something totally different. So for the people around me, I'm all for it. Even if they were the same people that said, oh, I need my meat. Oh, I can't. What do you eat? I don't want to just eat salads all day. And I'm just like, listen, you come. Let, if you have any questions, let me know. Look at my, look at my food posts, you know, just take it. Some people are cold turkey. Some people need to baby step it, however you need to do it. But my point is, and I, what you mentioned um, a couple minutes ago is I'm always an advocate of crowding your plate out with vegetables. You know, you can never go wrong with eating more vegetables. I'm like, make a cooked vegetable, have a salad, you know, have some brown rice, have some beans. If you don't like beans, have some kale, you know, um, mix it up. There's so many different things. If you want tempeh, have tempeh. You just have to find your own little, your own little space, you know, and there's no right or wrong way. It's just about being um, intentional, you know, being intentional. And I think that's what kind of sometimes becomes missed in the vegan community, because it's kind of like if you're not doing it this way, you're kind of X'd out as opposed to what was your intention? Mm -hmm. You know, was your intention 
or did something happen in a restaurant and he slipped and you didn't know or dairy was in it and you didn't realize it okay don't it's okay it's okay you're gonna remember that you're gonna remember to ask the next time you go how do you make your 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 beans or whatever like for me i know i went to puerto rico a couple months ago with my mom and it was great because i kind of you know happy cow app is great but I was able to kind of just, I knew going in that a lot of Latin places and they make, they use um, meat or be, you know, pork with their beans. So I was able to ask, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? I was able to ask, how do you make your beans? No, no, okay. Just vegetables. Great. Okay. And I had, you know, a vegetable, it was very simple, but it became very simple. This is so honest. And you know what I love about this too? I love how um, there is definitely, you know, stages to this because in your mind, if you are somebody who's just getting started, you think, okay, I'm going to eat a bowl of beans. This is vegan. No one, well, most people, when you're just getting started, you don't really, because it's all like you said about the intention, you don't think about the fact that a lot of times it can be, you know, seasoned with pork or maybe they use uh, beef broth or chicken broth instead of vegetable Mm -hmm. broth. So it's like Mm -hmm. a whole process. And I think that we should just make sure that you give yourself enough time to, um, you know, navigate Mm -hmm. that and not be so hard on yourself because I know in the beginning how overwhelming that can be. And this is, that's the, I think that's the time in your journey for a lot of people where you're just like, I don't know if I can do this. This is too much thinking. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is too much work. So yeah. Yeah. Or the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Or not even, or not even being that person at the restaurant table. That's asking the different questions to the waiter. Like, I don't want to be the, person that's like um holding up the the flow yeah right right like does this have this in it or can you make but you know but you know what with with, again which is why i say the more education you have the more empowered you have the more empowered you are because as you become educated you are equipped with power Mm -hmm. you're equipped with confidence and so you already know what the deal is and you know when you're eating you know why you're eating it what what's the reason why um and it doesn't matter at that point you know you're you're you don't care and if it means you get you get the you know for me i'll go to chick-fil-a and i i could rock out with some chick-fil-a fries and um a fruit fruit cup (laughs) I've been doing that for a minute now. Yes. I have gone now. I have gone to Chick Fil A where they have like a little, um, I think, a veggie wrap or something, or you know, where you don't have to get the cheese or Wait, you know, so it's they, not. See, that's why I never questioned that because I thought it was something that was already pre-made, so you can have them customized. Yeah, that? I didn't. Know yeah, that. my husband, my husband's done that for me all the time. Yeah, okay. because he, yeah, and and it's pretty good, you know. So. Um, but before you, for a long, good portion of my vegan journey, I would just go to Chick-fil-A and you talk about being st- stuck in your roots of what you want. And you could go into a Chick-fil-A and just get some fries and, um, you know, a fruit cup. I literally hey, did this last week. I was out um, shopping with my mom and yeah. she, we went to, she wanted to go to Chick-fil-A afterwards. Of course, you know, I was like, dang, I got all the places you want to go there. But, uh, right, I know, so I, I was know, like, that's fine. So we went in and ate and she had her food and I had my fruit cup and my fries. And then I went home and had a real meal. So, I mean, there and it's just go. about making it work for yourself. And I think that it's, it can be, I, I don't, I don't like to discount the fact that it can be. In the beginning, it can feel really, really overwhelming, especially if you're someone who never thought about their food, because that I used to struggle with that. And not only was I trying right. to do this, but I wanted to do this with my family. So I was yeah. so I was excited. I went from excited yeah. to being overwhelmed because I was like, yes. how in the hell 
Will I yes. make this a lifestyle? So I yeah, just think we don't give ourselves enough credit. We have to keep doing it, keep moving and make it a slow process for yourself. Educate yourself, yes. like you said, and keep yes. it going because you yes. will be able to get past that. Because just like we just said, Chick-fil-A, we know there's vegan options there. As you get yep. more experience, as you have, um, you know, more experiences as far as going places and cooking and doing things at home, you'll know what your go-to things are. And then if yep. it's easy, you'll be on autopilot. It won't be as overwhelming i promise if you stick it out but most people are afraid to stick it out i get it i get it but you have to if you want to make this work right or or and then and then again and then you kind of come then then there's that whole that whole part where now you have to uh, you know answer for how you eat to everyone or you know it, it, it becomes like the topic of conversation when you didn't even you didn't start it you know it's just your very being of eating differently becomes a question, you know? Yes. Well, it's like you're kind of like the spotlight becomes like the interrogation light, you know? And you're sitting at the table and it's like, so why <laughs> don't you eat such and such and such? Yeah. And for me, I'm not um, the type of person that's going to be like, well, you know, the chicken you're eating, it's really filled with disgusting antibiotics. It, I'm not going to do that, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not going to do that. There's just, there's some people that's, that's their, a fight. That was that's, a fighting words. Yeah. Listen, that's their, that's their gift. Yeah. I'm not going to discount that. Right. But for me, I'm not going to make anybody feel guilty about what they eat. If they are talking to me, I'm not going to lie. And if they ask me, well, what is it about meat that you don't like? Hey, if you want to start this conversation over what, where you're getting ready to eat it, that's fine. But just, you know, but I'm not going to come out and just, you know, rate what you're exactly. right, what you're eating. But it's amazing to me how you don't even have to uh, you don't even have to um, advertise it. And it's just the very act of you eating different. Right. Yeah, of course. It, it just sparks. It sparks some interest. But that very act of eating is very personal and people can become very offended right that's why, why i said those are fighting words if you get you sit at that table and you say why this chicken is problem- problematic that's yes, why those are fighting yes, words. because yeah. you know they say you can't you know you talk about what people eat that's like i mean what well, i mean th- that that's that's dear to them you know that that's we've all had that you know and for me it, it starts to become now where i used to really enjoy um look forward to going out to eat um because it was something to do and it was fun but now personally it becomes more of the fellowship it becomes more of i'm going out to eat and i have had to tell this say this to a few of my friends it's not about the food for me i i personally there really isn't anything in this where wherever you guys select that's going to be better cooked than what I can make, mm-hmm. right? Because I already know what I like. I can make what, what you know, they're, what they're, what they're going to give me is just going to be whatever, you know, something I kind of throw together. I have them put together, right? Yeah. But so it's not, I'm not here for the food. I'm here because I want to fellowship with you and be around you guys. And it's okay. Don't worry about me. I, there was an old, someone told me this and I always say this, um, you never put your stomach in other people's hands, right? Mm. So wherever I go to family functions, either I'm going to eat before <laughs> or I'm going to bring my food. If I go to a restaurant, I'm either going to eat before or I'm going to go look at the menu and see what they have. But I'm never going to be in a position where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, unless it's like last minute or something. But if I can help it, you know what? I pretty much am going to take care of it. And it's not even that big of a deal. But for some people, when they start, it's like, listen, you take it... 
one day at a time and there's nothing wrong and it's not difficult to eat more vegetables. And that's why I always say, just eat more vegetables. That's your first step. That's your first step. I have this question that I've been thinking about since we started talking, and that is, do you think that health is enough of a reason to stay vegan if you are someone that is healthy? I'm not saying that someone who decided to become vegan because of health issues, but do mm. you think an everyday mom, you know, 30 years old, two kids, all of that, mm-hmm. do you think it's mm-hmm. strong enough for her to stay vegan? Mm-hmm. without the ethics being a part of the equation. You, you know what? That's funny that you asked that because for me, no. Because, well, I for agree. Me, That's why I want to know what I you thought. Yes. Listen, this is so good because, you know, from like my, I didn't become, uh, okay. Veganism, it was initially for health. It wasn't for health, meaning I wanted to lose weight or, um, you know, uh, I really was bothered by anything medically or anything. You know, I just wanted to eat good food and and feel good and right. Right. But it wasn't like I had to lose weight or anything. But really, for me, what kept me going was looking at like a cowspiracy. Right. Seeing the horrible suffering and the ethics behind um, the meat and dairy industry mm-hmm. that pretty much w- when it was not when it wasn't a health decision. Right. Because if I'm getting dark chocolate almonds, covered almonds, that's not really a health food. Right. Right. But I'm trying to find out if it has dairy in it, because I've watched a documentary or I've read that, you know, when I stopped drinking milk, I learned how the dairy farmers, how they continually impregnate these cows and they just it's such a violent act and the calves aren't with their mothers Mm -hmm. they're not with their mothers they're not able even to have the milk that was designed for them given to them right so as a mom when I learned that I was just like oh my gosh this is horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I would I'm not a person that's gonna tote around like I'm going to go to the find the closest PETA and be, you know, be a part of, you know, on their board. But I'm like, well, if you have any type of heart, like that's not normal. You know what I mean? Like, let's let I, I can't. So for me, yes, I feel like the ethics at some point, it, it definitely has been a driving force in Absolutely. continually being vegan. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Which is why for myself, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately and how I want to talk more about the ethics, because I think that's what will help um, us as a people transition to veganism, because I feel like, okay, I feel like I'm an everyday person. I know you feel like you are as well. So if we can do it Mm -hmm. and we found out about the ethics side, you know, the ethical reasons of being vegan, then everyone Mm -hmm. else will feel the same way as well. So I had a conversation with a man who told me that black people will never go vegan for animal rights reasons. And I was mm. like, but that's not true mm. because I am living proof of that. I, that's me. I did it for <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not this, you know, uh, big hippie. And I'm just a regular person who just was educated. Kind of going back to what you said is about the education. And so I'm just like, do you, is this true? So then I felt like a, when he said that, I was like, man, am I like fighting a, this, this battle? And also I, this man is a vegan too. However, yeah. he became yeah. vegan for health reasons. Um, because true health reasons, because it was a life or death situation. So he was like, mm-hmm. he felt like that's the only way black people are going to go vegan. And I'm like, 
I don't think so because that's not me and I'm vegan. So right. yeah, what do you yeah. think of that? Yeah. I think the point, well, I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I, I would say for if there was a majority, I don't know if, if they would nece- necessarily um, be, go into veganism because of um, animal rights, especially when here's the thing, you know, you have, the, the education is 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 deep, right? When you when you have an oppressive an oppressive umbrella mm-hmm. of any sort, yes. right? When you have a suffering umbrella of any sort, and if we know the history behind um, African Americans in this country, right, Absolutely. in what we've been through, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get anybody upset thinking I'm paralleling. Um, animal suffering with human suffering. However, I believe that there is an umbrella of oppressive denigration that goes on in this country, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that in some respect, until that compassion, and I think eating plants, plant-based, vegan, until that started, that compassion has to be developed. And I think spiritually, it comes from eating more plants, eating more vegetables, being more in tune to your environment, because we live in a very like, um, just destructive society, you know, it's hard, you know, and if if you want to look at it from an African American standpoint, like indigenous people have always been in tune to the earth, they've always been in tune to using what God has given them, right, and not doing anything that would mess up that symbiotic lifestyle right Mm -hmm. even even the natives when they had to when they had to um kill an animal it wasn't just for fashion or like eating the little like good parts it was using every it was like a sacrifice it was using every part of the animal right but it wasn't done in the destructive way that this society is, is, is treating, um, you know, animals. So, um, you know, basically what I, what I'm saying is that eating more plants, eating more, um, eating more vegetables, it's going to raise that, uh, that, that spiritual compassion bar, if you will, I feel like, you know, because you're starting to feel better. You're starting to eat more live living foods. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to change the perspective. And also, we don't, that's why what the health was good because we don't really live. There's a reason why we don't live and see slaughterhouses, you know, we're, we wouldn't necessarily become vegans for animal right purposes because we don't know how our, we're ignorant and I'm not even, I'm saying people as a whole are ignorant to where their food comes from, you know? So I, I just feel like no matter how, how you get into it, there's levels there's definitely levels, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, it, it's, 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 but it, you can never, I don't feel like I'm even, uh, I mean, one minute I'm like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to just be raw vegan. And then I'm like, oh no, I don't think I really want to. And then I'm like, oh no, be careful what you put into your subconscious because just about five years ago, somebody that knew I was a vegetarian said, he said, you know, once you become vegetarian, you're going to become vegan. 
<laughs> and I said, I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to become a vegan. I said, no, I'm not. They're crazy, you know. <laughs> yep, and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. So, you know, yeah. it, it, there's levels. There's levels. For sure. Before we wrap up, are there any tips that you want to share um, for people who are just getting started? I feel like you already, of course, shared a lot of good stuff, you know. But anything you want mm-hmm. to to go into, you know, I guess some parting words, I guess. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like I said before, incorporate more fruits, more vegetables. Um, Don't overcomplicate it. Vegan eating is not complicated. You know, you have, you have your, the Julia child, if you will, of vegan eating, of vegan cooking. And then you can, and then you can have like a chef Boyardee type vegan cooking, (laughs) right? So find yourself somewhere in the middle and it's okay. And be easy on yourself. Educate, go on YouTube. Um, you know, Instagram is cool, but don't get too wrapped up in it because sometimes that's not even, that's not real life. You know, real life sometimes. is. Sometimes. <laughs> I feel like yeah, most of the time it, it's not. It, we, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, a lot I of mean, those recipes look really complicated. I've been a vegan for seven years. You've been a vegan for several years, and there's no way yeah, I'm making some of no, that stuff I I'm, see. I'm not sitting there. And on, listen, I'm not sitting I, on just, <laughs> I, I just started to soak cashews to make cashew cheese. Like, it's not even real. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, I guess I, guess I can try this now, you know, but. But it, it, you know, sometimes simple is less is better, you yes. know, keep it, keep it simple, you know, just keep it simple. And, um, you know, just, um, just keep researching and, and, and Google is your friend, really. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was such a pleasure. We get to hop into a lot more than I expected in a great way. So thank you yes. so, so much for being on the show. Before we Absolutely. go, tell us where we can follow you on social media. Oh, I'm over at Instagram. Who isn't, right? <laughs> Mrs. Ry- Mrs. Writer Runs, where I post my runs, my food, and my runs again. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk to you soon. Thanks again for being on the show. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes. Also, don't forget to get all of the show notes and resources we mentioned at brownvegan.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week.